Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. Senators say tens of thousands of Chinese workers, including thousands with dubious work permits, are taking jobs away from Filipinos right in their own country. President Duterte acknowledges the concern, but now says it would be prudent to let things lie. We'll explain the president's reluctance to take action. Extrajudicial killings, or EJKs. The term has entered Filipinos' everyday vocabulary, particularly under the Duterte administration. Legally, however, it has no definition. That is, until recently. And hardly anyone noticed. Yes, a Philippine law finally defines EJKs. We will look into that definition and what it means moving forward. A new SWS survey says fewer Filipinos are seeing drug users and drug addicts in their neighborhoods. But do they feel safer? Not necessarily. In the past week alone, three companies have launched folding mobile devices. Have we entered a new post-smartphone, post-tablet era in consumer technology? Analysts ever on the lookout for the next big thing are divided. Yan po ang headlines. I'm Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. Tens of thousands of Chinese workers are now working in Metro Manila. A spike in their numbers has been noted since 2016, and recently the Senate began looking into the matter and tackling it as a problem particularly given that hundreds of thousands of Filipino workers are without jobs. Here is Senator Joel Villanueva, chair of the Senate Committee on Labor, at a hearing last week. I still remember a lot of officials, government officials, agencies, departments, ng ating pamahalaan, already stated na they will do their best to, be, to become better in regulating uh, uh, the influx of foreign workers. 2019 na po at nandito pa rin tayo. Parang walang nag-move on. Sa halip, parang lalong sumidhi at umigting ang lahat. Nearly 170,000 alien employment permits or AEPs were granted by the Labor Department since 2015. More than a third of those were for Chinese workers. Villanueva says there could in fact be more than 200,000 Chinese workers in the country right now. Most of them, he says are illegals, doing unskilled work as cashiers in supermarkets, laborers at construction sites, and mostly as clerks in offshore gaming businesses. The palace said earlier that these are jobs that Filipinos are not qualified to do, and those who are qualified have already gone abroad. But Villanueva, who used to head government's vocational training arm, TESDA, refutes this. Last year alone, nasa 200 
34,534. Gumraduate lang po ng construction-related qualifications. For the record, the test that even allotted 25% of the training for work scholarship program. Billion-billion po ito na inalat doon po sa training for work scholarship program at skills training po on construction-related qualifications alone. Kaya para sabihin natin, wala, eh, hindi ho ako makapaniwala hanggang ngayon until mabigyan tayo ng data na sila ho ay nasa ibang bansa na. President Duterte now abandons all pretense of a shortage in Filipino workers. He squarely acknowledges that many Chinese workers are indeed in the country and in sectors that can be serviced by Filipinos. But the President now says, best to just leave things be. Here is Mr. Duterte explaining his thinking. Yung mga Chinese dito, hayaan mo yan. Nandito magtrabaho, hayaan mo. Bakit? We have 300,000 Filipinos in China. Kaya hindi ako magkasabihin, oh, umalis kayo dito, deport ka doon. Eh kung bigla paalisin yung doon, 300 of them. While the president says our hands are tied, his spokesperson Salvador Panelo stresses only those with valid work permits will be allowed to stay. But for Villanueva and other senators, it is not about permits, which the senator says could be bought with bribes anyway, but about Filipinos being edged out of jobs in their own country. For years, and even decades, rights advocates have used the term extrajudicial killing, or EJK, to sound the alarm on deaths linked to state actors, whether military, police, or paramilitary groups on national or local levels of government. The term has taken particular prominence under the Duterte administration. The government's bloody war on drugs has been denounced as having enabled government forces, police especially, to be reckless in their operations, leading to thousands of suspicious deaths. Apart from invoking legitimate police operations and self-defense in the face of the heightened war on drugs, defenders of the government also point out EJK does not even have a legal definition. It can be found nowhere in Philippine statutes. That was certainly true until the end of 2018. But in January of this year, the president signed Republic Act 11188. The law's title, an act providing for the special protection of children in situations of armed conflict and providing penalties for violations thereof. Now that obviously is a very long title, but tucked inside RA 11188, The term extrajudicial killing is defined for the first time in Philippine law. It comes inconspicuously, practically under the radar, but there it is, a clear definition of EJ case. Does it matter? We asked Ted Te, ex-Supreme Court spokesman, now back teaching at the UP College of Law, what this could mean. Ted, You're saying that there's something very special about this law. The one thing that was very significant is that there is now a statutory definition of extrajudicial killings. It is defined under Section 5 of the law, and it is defined very clearly and very specifically as all acts and omissions of state actors 
that constitute violation of the general recognition of the right to life embodied in international instruments including Universal Declaration of Human Rights, Convention on the Rights of the Child, the Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. So that's why this particular law uh, is very, very important. This government in particular, uh, as it's been taken to task on its war on drugs and the extrajudicial killings uh, associated with it, very often they, they say, hey, teka muna, you keep saying extrajudicial killing. Eh, ano ba yung extrajudicial killing? Now you're saying this law provides a clear bar and answer and definition to that, to that question. Tama ka. It, it, has, it cannot anymore be claimed that there is no statute, there is no law that defines the, the, the phrase. But this particular definition of EJ case, can it be invoked in a different context, in the context of the war on drugs, on Tokhang, on Oplan Double Barrel? As far as the pending uh, prosecutions, investigations, or even future prosecutions or investigations arising from the war on drugs are concerned, hindi pwedeng gamitin pa ito, itong definition. But the significant part of this, that, uh, this law is really that it now clearly states, no, and in very, in very specific terms, that EJKs are now recognized in, in Philippine law. And if, for example, Congress wants to protect uh, victims on, of, coming, of the war on drugs, pwede nilang palitan yung existing laws and say, let's amend it to include the definition in RA 11188 and just insert that if a killing happens under these conditions, then it is an extrajudicial killing, then this is the remedy, then this is the violation. Then it should be easy to, it should be easy to do because they've already done it. They've already defined it. Maraming salamat, Ted Te. We are winning in this uh, war. We are winning the war on drugs. That was Police Chief Oscar Albayalde in a press conference back in January. Filipinos seem to agree with him. A social weather station survey released last week shows fewer respondents, quote, noticing many drug addicts in the neighborhood. That is 39% of respondents in a December survey, and that is down from other surveys last year. While people are perceiving fewer drug users in their areas, however, common crimes remain a high concern for Filipinos. In the second half of 2018, about 1.8 million families experienced property crimes or physical violence based on the SWS findings. More than half of SWS respondents said they remain afraid of burglars. They do not want to walk the streets at night. Property crimes also appear to have gone up as compared to the SWS September survey. Based on the latest survey, as many as 300,000 more families may have experienced pickpockets or street robberies, burglaries or break-ins, and carnappings. Incidents of physical violence also rose. SWS says that based on their survey, more than 300,000 families could have seen members of their households having gotten hurt. That is the highest incidence of physical violence in five years. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the world, the fastest affordable 5G phones. You can see the front of this is a, it's a full wheel display, the 6.6 in the, in the front. And you will see the back of this, I open it, 
Yes, it's the 8-inch. That was a clip from the launch of Huawei's new folding phone during the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona on Sunday. 2019 has quickly become the year of the folding phones. Samsung launched the Samsung Galaxy Fold. Huawei launched its Folding Mate X. And the fact is, they were not even the first to market nor even the first to show off prototypes. Chinese maker Xiaomi showed off its version of the future in January and little-known company Royal had a model called FlexPy that has been available in Beijing since late 2018. Clearly, there's a movement. But is this a revolution? Are we going to see phones that fold out into mini-tablets as the next ubiquitous gadget? Huawei says one driving need will make that inevitable. We need more. So we use more, we need more. Or do we need more? Perhaps the better question is, do we need it right now? Analysts say that may be answered not by features nor content nor even by functionality or form factor. Then instead, the answer to when the revolution will arrive may be answered by another question. How much is it? Samsung's Fold will debut for just less than $2,000. The Huawei Mate X, $2,600. Can we wait? At least 100,000 pesos says you can. Before we let you go, here are some things you need to know. Another storm is approaching the country. Typhoon Wuti is expected to enter the Philippine area of responsibility by Thursday. It will be named Betty by then. Pagasa says Betty is strong but not likely to become a super typhoon. Pagasa also does not consider Betty a direct threat to any part of the country, but it will bring cloudy skies throughout the week. Pump prices have gone up again. That's an additional 1 peso 45 centavos per liter of gasoline or diesel as of this morning. It's the third consecutive week of oil price hikes. Since the beginning of the year, the price of gas per liter has already gone up by 6 pesos and 49 centavos. Diesel has already risen by 5 pesos and 89 centavos. And that's today's edition of Puma Podcast. For the latest episodes, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd also like to hear from you. Message us with your comments. Maraming salamat po. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.